Hi guys, welcome back to Bible to My Lens. This is a five-minute video commentary where I go about the Bible in fun and relatable ways that you can understand. In the last episode, I went through the first few verses of Romans 3, and today I'll be continuing from there. I'll be reading from verse 9 to verse 20. Before I start, I just wanted to explain this. We established that Paul was speaking to Romans, right? And so it was going from the known to the unknown, right? So it was going to tell them something that a new they were not going to be willing to accept, right? So it was going from something they could accept and moving on to something that was newer for them something that they had to understand so it started with um, whoever you are you cannot claim that there is no God right and then it goes on to say okay now you guys think that oh yeah that's not me we know that there is a God and we think we belong right we've been circumcised and so it says well if you're circumcised and that's where it ends then you are no different from those who are uncircumcised and actually if there are people who are uncircumcised and follow the law they're better off than you right and so it goes on to the fact that some of you might now decide and say that you know what if my unrighteousness makes god more righteous then why am i being punished for being unrighteous i mean and it's like we're deserving of your condemnation right so and that's what we're continuing from today so i just wanted to show that paul was going from the unknown to the known so now he has covered the fact that first of all you can't say that there is no god Secondly, if all you have that you think is going to get you saved is a circumcision, then you're also missing the point. And so now it's coming for the next set of people, right? Those that feel that, oh, you know what? By the law, like I know that it's not just circumcision. I know that you also have to keep the law and I've been doing that. And so now it's coming for them. And so in today's video, I'm going to start from verse 9 and read all the way to verse 20. Follow me. What then shall we conclude? Do we have any advantage? Not at all. For we have already met the charge that Jews and Gentiles alike are all under the power of sin. And it's like, what do you mean Jews and Gentiles alike are all under the power of sin? It's like, wait, I'll tell you. Just look at this. And then he doesn't even use his own words. He uses the words of the psalmist to tell them. I mean, actually, this reminded me of the scene with the adulterous woman. When Jesus is like, you know what? He was no sin should throw the first stone. But in this case, Paul is like, he who thinks that none of this fits him should keep staying on their table and i was going to come and crash that table <laughs> all right so follow so it says there is no one righteous not even one what there is no one who understands there is no one who seeks god all have turned away they have together become worthless there is no one who does good, not even one, no even the person that you feel like, ah, if only I can just be like this person, no, it's like not even one, wow, that's deep, it says their throats are open graves, ooh, their tongues practice deceit, that's lying, the poison of vipers is on their lips, mm. their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness, their feet are swift to shed blood, ruin and misery mark their ways and the way of peace they do not know there is no fear of god before their eyes Ooh. and then in verse 19 it now says now we know that whatever the law says it says to those who are under the law pause who are those under the law those under the law are those who have been circumcised right so either people who the law was given to that's the jews or foreigners who have come to live with them and been circumcised so that they're now under the law, right? Which means that if you're Nigerian, you're also not under the law. So he says, now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore, listen, therefore, 
no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. I read that again. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. And what does it mean when it says conscious of our sin? Because we know that, I mean, Joseph knew that it was a sin to sleep with Potiphar's wife, right? It was conscious that it was a sin. So here he's actually saying that we're accountable, right? If I steal your money and there's no law that says anything will happen to me, well, I stole your money. But then if there's a law, then I can say, guy, you just stole my money, you're going to jail. Do you get? So we became conscious of our sin. That was what the law. And remember, when was the law given? It was for Israelites who Moses had just brought out of Israel and they were hungry and said, How do you bring us here? We're about to stone you. I said, Thou shall not kill. Hmm? Don't kill me. Thou shall not kill. It's a law of God. Don't kill me. So now, listen. And last verse said, therefore, no one shall be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. So that begs the question, if no one is made righteous in God's sight by the works of the law, how exactly are we made righteous? Find out in next week's video. Bye, guys.